Hello, everyone. This is Heidi Trost. I am the host of the Human Centered Security Podcast. And today I have with me Laura Naspoli. And this is going to take a little bit of a digression of where we usually go uh, in these interviews, but I think it will be something that is a, a treat to folks. Hopefully they, they feel the same way. Um, but in, in, the, in the sense that we are exploring the different factors, the different avenues that, uh, and the different disciplines that all contribute to making people and organizations <clears throat> safer. Laura and I were talking about uh, storytelling. We were talking about how awareness is only one piece of the puzzle. If you cannot get people to act on things, then you know all the cybersecurity awareness training in the world isn't going to help. So anyway, Laura is the founder of Mesh and Movement, which is a brand strategy consultancy. She has spent her career serving as a strategic problem solver and brand storyteller across the sales marketing spectrum in many facets, from agency to client side, media to creative, market research to integrated marketing planning. And Laura and I have had the opportunity to work together on several occasions. She is a superstar. She, uh, I just sent her some notes to do uh, the podcast. And she had like the, I could see the deck in her head when <laughs> she, when she sent this back to me, she was like, here are the problems and here are some solutions, you know, here's the problem. Here are some opportunities. So she's, she's really on her game <laughs> and you're going to learn a ton from her. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm so excited. And thank you for the kind words. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to work with you. They're all true. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be a strategist and storyteller. Well, it wasn't really by intentional choice. I think it's just my nature to um, tackle problems and solve for, you know, solve for opportunities and solve against challenges in a strategic way. So I actually never really had an intentional path when I was leaving college and um, one job after another, I just continued to kind of hone in what I love to do. And it really comes from this point of looking across lots of different pieces of information and finding a way to pu put the puzzle together to create change and impact. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Brand strategy. I, I love brand strategy in particular because I love to hear a story that comes from a brand and find the meaning and find the sense in um, what they're trying to do and find the connection between that meaning, the brand and their audience in a way that's going to move that audience um, to either connect to the brand story or some sort of behavior change. So it's really my passion. Yeah, and that's a great segue into the topic for today. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but on one of the previous podcasts, one of the guests said, this was uh, Alex Paranetos, she said that you know one of the things that teams could do was to build a, a brand around cybersecurity awareness. That's something that I, I feel like you would be great at, right? Uh, is to actually build that brand and, and get people talking about it and, and kind of reframe it because it's not necessarily cybersecurity. I mean, it, it makes me excited, but I don't think many people think about cybersecurity and they're like, yes, that, that's, that excites me. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, so that's that's what we'll be talking about is like, you know, building not only the awareness, but enacting change, you know, encouraging people to change their behaviors. So maybe you can start us off with that is just talking about behavior change. Yeah. Um, well, and even just an extension from from what you're talking about, building a brand around cybersecurity, what a brand is, is, is really a collective understanding. So a brand shows up not just in what we say or what we put in marketing materials. A brand is an all-encompassing experience. I mean, each of us as individuals, we have our own brand, if you will, on who we are. Um, and so when you think about creating a brand around something like cybersecurity, it's just creating an understanding that connects with people, that they they can feel the meaning in it and feel the importance or feel the value in it. And so I think when it comes to a brand and cybersecurity, it's how do we create meaning and how do we create understanding that's going to lead people to a new behavior? And, and, how, and tell us, how do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a simple equation for behavior change, and um, it's ease or simplicity, capacity, capability, plus motivation. So it's, can I actually do it? Do I have the skills to do it? And do I have the willingness or desire to do it? And so, you know, I think where brand comes into play, I think everyone certainly has the tools or the capacity to follow cybersecurity rules within an organization. It's just a matter of, do they want to? And I think that's where, you know, the motivation and the role of brand can really serve organizations well when it comes to creating that motivation. It's what's the meaning in this? Why does it matter? What's, you know, why should I do this? Give me a reason to care, <laughs> I think is is the starting point because, I think we've we've talked about this, Heidi, that one of the biggest uh, challenges to behavior change in technology specifically is just aversion to change or a, a fear of technology, like a lack of understanding. So many of us, my hand is raised right now. And so I think a lot of a lot of the behavioral patterns that we see are just an extension of the lack of understanding or maybe the fear um, of trying to understand. And you, you would probably know better than I in that in that realm. Yeah, no, I think th I, I, that's spot on. You know, there's an aversion to the complexity, right? There's a sense like that this is just too much for me. I'm never going to understand it. So why even bother trying? I think a lot of people have that reaction to it. So part of that, you know, from the the human factors or the the human centered aspect of it is tr is understanding what people know, what they don't know, and how to best communicate to them. They don't need to necessarily know the entire complexity of the system in order to understand like they shouldn't click the link in the, the phishing email. Um, they should be able to identify the things that would indicate that something's a phishing email and then just say, well, this looks suspicious and I'm not going to click anything in it. In it. Um, and actually, we talked about that before. We talked about uh, the stranger danger phenomenon. Um, I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about right right this second, but maybe we'll come back to that. Yeah, I mean, well, what you're saying, I, I think when we're talking about the aversion to complexity or just the lack of understanding, there's just a natural habit that we've created where, you know, we can just kind of 
um, follow, do what we've always done as the user or um, the employee, if you will, not necessarily following protocol. And if we don't see the impact of that behavior and we don't, you know, like if I get a, an, a warning message and I just close it out just because I've, that's my tendency, I'm not saying that that's what I do, but <laughs> if, if that's the tendency and you don't, as, as the user, end up seeing the implications of that choice, then it doesn't necessarily change anything in your mind. And you can go on with kind of just this detachment and lack of caring about security because it's really hard to make the um, effects of doing the wrong thing tangible. Okay, that's something that I, I want you to drill down into deeper because this has come up over and over and over again that like many things I think about, you know, like eating better or saving for retirement, things like that, where like the, the the things that you do right now, you don't see immediately like the consequences of your actions. It's over time that you see them. And then that makes it very difficult to change the behaviors because there's not that instant gratification. So, and I think we can apply the same thing to cybersecurity. You don't always know the implications of what you're doing right in the, the second they might play out, you know, months or even years from now, we've seen breaches uh, that happened and they don't understand the implications until uh, a year or two after. So can you, can you dive into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think this is when we were exploring the idea of stranger danger. Stranger danger is like an entire, like the whole mentality of it is preparation mode. So instead of thinking, like giving meaning to adopting a behavior for an effect, it's really giving meaning to adopting a, a behavior for prevention. And so I think that's where, you know, the more active and celebratory nature of impact has to come from the organization and really rewarding employees or really making it making employees care ahead of even seeing whatever prompt they might be more apt to just ignore out of habit. And so there's a couple challenges here. You know, one of them is first and foremost, the habit is already created to kind of ignore what we don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to break that habit. And that's, that's also just a mental pattern of, you know, the, the way our brains operate, things that we do habitually, or that we, you know, don't see that cause and effect sort of relationship, that we just go on autopilot. And so if you're in the habit of not if you've told yourself over and over again, I don't really understand cybersecurity. It's not, it's not my place to need to know. Um, that's not my role within the organization. Um, then you might just be kind of in on autopilot as you're going through the steps or the motions and not, not necessarily stopping and thinking decisively, what do I do at this moment in time with this potential email that could be a threat or this notice in front of me? Because if I've created the habit over time to either tell myself, I don't need to know, I don't need to care, or I don't understand, or if I just click away from this and it's gone out of out of sight, out of mind, um, that's a habit that needs to be broken. And to do that within the mind, you actually have to change the, the place within the brain that that decision is being made from this autopilot center to more of a forefront of the brain and thinking decisively. And that's where something like stranger danger is, you know, it, it takes this um, unknown and puts you into a more of an active state of awareness and preparation and looking for something. So you kind of have to overcome the previous habit 
and teach a new behavior to set up a new pattern. Yeah, that's so interesting. My brain is is overloaded with all of the interesting things that you've been saying. You know, I'm thinking about how you have to build that brand around it. So you have to you have to create the um I'm trying to remember the word that you used. The purpose, right? Like there's yeah. the the purpose behind it. So there's a broader purpose to why why we have to think about cybersecurity that goes beyond just like securing our email and our devices. Like at the organizational level, like if we work in healthcare, we are securing our patients' data so that, you know, we don't get ransomware and then our whole operation is shut down and potentially lives are lost. Like that's huge, right? And and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's like super obvious, but like every organization would have its own purpose for why this, why every single person, uh, their behaviors, you know, could impact the entire organization, if that makes sense. I feel like I didn't explain that very well, but. I mean, I think this is where, you know, we've been talking about what is the connection between brand purpose and cybersecurity. And I think it stems from the fact that brand purpose in an all-encompassing sense gives every employee or every team member a sense of why they're there every day. So purpose really can serve to be a rally cry to unite teams and really help them put a deeper meaning, deeper understanding of what their day-to-day actions are laddering up towards or where where they're going. It's really the North Star. So, you know, it's funny because I probably wouldn't have considered how big a role brand plays in something like cybersecurity because it feels like such a functional it's a functional sort of um, topic in my mind. Again, I am the hand raiser of this is something I don't understand that well, but I do understand human behavior and what motivates people. And I think in you know when when I work with my clients on brand purpose, ultimately we're trying to find a north star that's really authentic and true to their organization and something their teams can really identify with, so that. That brand purpose does become an umbrella across all, all departments within the organization where every individual, they, they each have their own sense of role, clarity, and accountability for their own job, but they understand the meaning of that in a larger sense. And it, it, it inspires people to come together and work together and, and find that connection, why they're all there in their own unique roles and what they're doing every day does have a, a greater sense of purpose to it. And I think that's where you know brand purpose is especially powerful for something like cybersecurity because cybersecurity is such a, a fear you know, a fear-based roadblock for many people who don't understand it, but putting it in the context of something they do understand and they do care about, showing them the relationship between the decisions they're making on, um, you know, as they're responding to messages does have not just an uh, impact on, you know, something that they would couch specifically in cybersecurity, but showing them the bigger picture, to your point, if it's patients or people, you know, it, it's the human-centered side of it. Yeah, and and not just alerts and messages. Like, you know, people, there are, quote-unquote, like, annoying things that you have to do, you know, as part of cybersecurity, like locking your workstation, you know, every time you leave and 
you know, certain like things that you have to do that no one enjoys doing them, but it serves that greater purpose. And if we can connect to that, you know, it's all of a sudden it's like, this is why I'm doing it. It's not just something that IT told me I had to do and, you know, exactly. I'm begrudgingly doing it. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, there there has to be a, a sense of like reward and that could come intrinsically. They feel good about it, knowing the greater meaning that they're working against. Um, but it could be celebrated just from, you know, when it comes to actually igniting new behaviors for an organization to really be the lead in celebrating that purpose and celebrating new behaviors and and really rewarding employees employees and teams for following protocol in a preparatory sense. So I, I know this, you know, this is like your entire business is, <laughs> is, is defining, you know, what that purpose is, defining that meaning. But like, do you have any kind of succinct tips for businesses on how they go about doing this within their own, own organization? I mean, one tip would be it's really I, I love this quote I heard from actually from a client of mine who it's a client. They actually help other organizations um, activate their purpose for performance and operational excellence. Um, and they hired Meshin to help them define their purpose, even though in some instances they are doing that for their own clients. But my client um, phrased it as you can't read the label from inside the jar. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's really interesting. So actually Having someone hear your story, um, you know, uh, from stakeholders, from employees, from clients or customers, the story is there because a brand is an all-encompassing way of being. It, it is the experience of who you are. I mean, you can push that to go aspirational. Again, if your purpose is your North Star and you you know you need to move your organization in a certain direction, then defining a more aspirational purpose of where you want to go really matters. But it should be intrinsic and and it should be something that's easy for your employees to feel is real and authentic. And I think sometimes that's really hard to define that from inside the organization, at least without somebody kind of hearing the story from the outside and pushing and challenging and, and really um, helping everyone within the organization come to a, a clear and succinct articulation of what it is that feels really true to be who they are. It's a kind of, so the first piece, like to kind of summarize what we've talked about, and I've done a terrible job of explaining it, but defining what that purpose is so that employees can connect with it is so important. You know, and I I think about like, even in like some of the nonprofit work that we've done, you know, it's one thing to make people aware of the cause. It's another thing to make them give a donation or volunteer. So you know, just using that analogy. The mm-hmm. second piece that I wanted to talk about is we talked about passive attention and alert attention, and you you did start to talk about this already. So I apologize if I'm making you repeat yourself, but I would like to drill a little bit deeper into that. One of the things, um, again, this is, was from Alex Perin- Perinettos. Um, she talked about how we tend to outsource our thinking to technology and how that's very problematic you know, the computer says it's okay. And like, we're just like, oh, well, the computer said it was okay. So, so it must be fine. And then similarly, like there's the social proof aspect where we rely on what our friends say or what our friends use, because we don't want to waste the energy making a decision. Again, if our friends say it's okay, then it must be okay for us too. 
you know, and one of the things that you outlined was like overcoming alert fatigue, you know, and those behavior patterns we formed and then, you know, talking about passive attention and alert attention. That's a, that wasn't really a question, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, that passive attention, I, I think it does come down to there's fear is probably the starting point for all of this. I don't understand it. And so I'm just going to put it out of sight and out of mind. It, it is an aversion and an ability to block out what we're doing. But by doing that, we then start creating a habit or a habit loop, if you will, to just kind of ignore or not actively think about it. Um, so there's a lot of different moments throughout the day where this should be top of mind. But if your habit that you've created, which started from a fear of not understanding, is a continuous loop and it's automatic within the brain, it's, you know, it comes from you know different parts of our brain process automatic habit versus active decision making. And so then we've just got this cycle. And um, by staying on automatic, we can keep our attention open and available for things that need our active decision making or things that interest us is another way of thinking about it, too. So for us, you know, and we're talking about as we talk about changing that habit and changing the behavior, one of the things is to just interrupt that habit loop and actively have people switch gears to more of an assessment and a decision, which takes active awareness. And then again, it goes back to, and you know, active awareness being a, a big, a big goal always within branding and marketing is to get people to pay attention to our messages. Um, you know, it has to be specifically for this. I think it comes down to the motivation part of that uh, motivation plus ease equals behavior change. You know, it, it, it isn't too difficult to follow the protocol. You just have to be motivated and aware and actively giving yourself the um, attention that you need in order to follow fully, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one of the things I was thinking about as you were saying that is, just as an example, we we have that habit of, for example, if the boss emails us, we respond immediately. However, if that is a phishing email and it's not actually your boss emailing you to wire transfer that amount of money, you can't just rely on that automatic, like, yes, I'm going to go do this because the boss said to do it via email. You have to say, wait a second, this doesn't seem right. You know, is this actually coming from my boss or, you know, so it's kind of like at that moment, you have to activate part of the brain to make you think through, is this actually legitimate? Is this legitimate? And and should I take action on it? And I think that's kind of what we were talking about with stranger danger. Um, and something, if you're, if folks listening to this, if you're, if you're interested in this, uh, Gabriel Friedlander in the very first episode of human centered security talks about this idea that we can't, trained for every scenario. So something like stranger danger is really important to teach children. You know, not all strangers are bad. And I think, Laura, you talked about this, but you have to be prepared in the event that someone is. And I think that was such a great way to, a great analogy for email is that not every email 
is bad, but you have to be prepared in the event that it is, that it's not legitimate or it's a, you know, it's a phishing email or something. Yeah. But yeah, get it, you know, making sure that you are just not, you know, going through the motions. And frankly, I, you know, I'm writing an article about this and it's called email is why we can't have nice things because I think we just are in such autopilot with in, in our email. Um, and it's hard to break that pattern. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and that makes a case for then training the new habit has to be a habit of being vigilant. And right. so, the, and even you have to make a habit out of being vigilant. And I think that's where there is a, a strong role for the organization to make a stranger danger sort of um, ongoing. I mean, there's a reason kids have fire drills at school regularly. You know, it's not just let's teach them once and expect them to remember. It has to be, you know, you get to a point where that preparation becomes habitual and it has to be reinforced in a positive way. Um, And again, by making it positive and not fear-based, we then activate more of the employees, the meaning behind it and their personal motivation Um, make it a more meaningful connection to why it matters. And that's where I think the role of purpose can really come in in a strong way because you're laddering up a day-to-day action to something that they see, you know, as really important to the larger mission of the organization and their role within the organization. Everyone plays a part and purpose is a tool to really rally the teams together and give them that both understanding and a feeling of, self-importance in, in playing their part. Yeah. I think you touched on something that was really important. The idea that you're giving that individual employee a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning within their own role. And the idea that every single person at the organization plays a role in, in terms of cybersecurity, because just one thing has to happen and the security of the company is at risk. So I think I think that's really important. It's not only establishing that connection, but it's encouraging that behavior change. Absolutely. And I mean at the at the end of the day, purpose is what creates a more unified understanding across the organization and what everyone's working towards together. So it is really positive and motivational. Um, and I think you know, this is where where companies are really successful with activating their purpose, especially inside the organization. I think a lot of a lot of brands talk about purpose today, and they talk about it in a marketing sense. But those who are truly successful as organizations and can actually turn purpose into greater success or organization or operational efficiencies, they're the ones who really they reinforce actively reinforce that purpose. It's top of conversation. It's woven into the decisions that are being made. Um, and again, it's that way of like reinforcing the um, the meaning and understanding for the employees on a day to day basis. Yeah, I love that. You know, is there anything any other any other tidbits or pieces of advice that you have for listeners? When it comes down to it, just in my in my day-to-day life, <laughs> I think there you can apply meaning to almost anything. And I think, you know, just by applying that meaning and applying that understanding, there's so much, you know, great outcomes that can come from that. So much great action. So I think, you know, when it comes to bridging these two things, purpose to cybersecurity, it's just make it more meaningful. Make make people care. And be mindful of, you know, the act, the passive versus 
alert attention, I think is a, is a key piece too. Um, yeah. And as I'm thinking about it, I just said, of course, cybersecurity is very meaningful. (laughs) (laughs) It has a reason and a purpose and, uh, it certainly matters, but I think when it comes to overcoming the disconnect that maybe the layman might have with it, I think that's where purpose really comes through. Yeah. Well, and it ties back to what we were talking about before is like, you don't see the consequences. You don't immediately see the consequences of your actions. So it's difficult to care when, you know, you just clicked something and like nothing really seemed, nothing bad really seemed to happen. So, okay. You know, right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Laura. This was this was really fun and and really insightful. I always learn something whenever I talk to you. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. It was fun for me too. Thank you so much. And I mean, it's always a fruitful conversation on both sides. So thank you.